Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Um, today on the show, we are jumping into something. We really haven't talked about this in a while, but we're talking about STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, which I think most people have heard a lot. Um, and we're going to talk about STEM and girls and the importance of STEM for girls, obviously important for boys too, but there's still a huge push and a big discrepancy between the amount of men who have STEM careers and the amount of women who do. And we will be joined with our guest, Marty Skold Jordan. She's Senior Manager in Global Community Relations for Honeywell. So she's going to talk to us about, you know, what's going on, why this is important, and how to get your girl involved in STEM. And we will be right back with Marty Skold Jordan. We are back with Marty Skold Jordan, the Senior Manager, Global Community Relations for Honeywell. Hi, Marty. Hello. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we were very excited. Um, Andrea came to me and Amy with this idea she had received about this space camp that Honeywell is sponsoring um, for 16 to 18 year olds. It's like almost 300 kids, right? From all these countries, all these things. And it's fascinating. It's a real focus on STEM for two different one week sessions for other all kids of Honeywell employees. Yes, they are. So this is the 10th year we've had this program. And I'm here at the US Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville today, a beautiful blue sky day with, um, we have 146 kids this week, and we will have 152 next week. Um, they are from 45 countries and 29 states. We have about half boys and half girls. They are students between 16 and 18 and have gone through a real um, vigorous application process to get here. So we have about 800 students that apply every year and um, 300 actually get in. And we know now with having this for 10 years that we have a lot of students that have completed this, gone on to major colleges and universities. Um, this has helped them. And many of them are in STEM careers. So let's talk about that a little bit. I think people in general, STEM has become sort of an accepted acronym that people understand that it's science, technology, engineering, math. But that encompasses a lot. <laughs> um, and I think people, a lot of people might think that means computer programming, you know, like that's it. Right. Um, and they don't realize this sort of breadth of everything that that encompasses and why it's important for our kids to be exploring all these different areas of that. What, you know, Honeywell's obviously decided this is important. What are you seeing with the students in terms of, you know, their prior exposure to all these things and what their interests become when they're exposed to a broader range of ideas? Well, I'll start out by, by telling you kind of what I think of, of STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And it's what we touch every day in our lives. And Honeywell, um, what we do is we say that we're future shapers and we're making the world better in aerospace and in building technologies, um, firefighting equipment, a lot of things that the world works with. But if you think about all of you that woke up this morning, everything you touch during the day has a STEM element to it. You turn on a light, that's the power grid. You take a pill in the morning with a glass of water, the water comes from having water tested and hydrology. You're also looking at that pill that has been a development 
from a scientist um, through a researcher to on the production line for probably a 10 year process from its inception um, to your smart car, your smartphone, to being on your tablet, being on your um, laptop during the day. Everything we touch, even driving through a stoplight that's red, yellow, and green, everything has a STEM element to it. So number one, for Honeywell and other STEM companies, we want to attract the best and the brightest um, that will continue to, to move um, our technologies forward. But think about this too. Every company like Honeywell has our researchers, our developers. So we've got engineers, we've got the mathematicians in finance and accounting. Um, all the way across the board, we are a STEM company. So it's really important to get kids involved very early on and have the science, the technology, the engineering, and the math. So it's not just computer science, although that's a really big element of it. You know, it's interesting. One of the things um, you were telling us before we joined in was sort of the ratio of boys to girls and how important that is. Um, and, you know, can you speak, are you seeing a greater number of girls? Are you seeing more parity happening, you know, in this 10-year trajectory that this camp has been existing? Absolutely. So this year we have an equal amount of girls and boys. Um, this week is a little bit less with girls. Next week is a little bit more. Um, we have kids from 45 countries, 29 states. And it's interesting now over the last 10 years to see how the girls in many cultures have come now to want to be a part of this space camp. And you think about just the females that were in space, Christina Cook, who was up there, who was up there for the longest time at the International Space Station. She actually has ties to space camp here as from North Carolina, where our headquarters is for Honeywell. Um, girls see that and they see that they can do anything that they want to do. Um, so we're actually seeing a lot more girls apply over the last few years um, at Honeywell. And I know other STEM companies across the country and around the world um, we're trying to recruit a lot of inclusion and diversity. So we want girls, we want minorities, we want a very big diverse population to come and work for us or to even be another STEM company. So it's really important that we capture that early on. And I don't know about the, all of you, but I remember growing up that we were really pushed towards English, social studies, history, political science, um, but there were those girls that had the aptitude for the math and the science. And I think now you can do anything that you want to do. And especially now, I mean, yesterday we marked the passing of Katherine Johnson, right? The, the mathematician who just did so much for the space industry. Um, and it's, it's great to have a role model like that or finally learn and understand her impact. I do a lot of writing about um, hiring and diversity and inclusion and more and more tech companies tell me that the the most important way to get really good qualified candidates is to just go out to the schools and make sure that they are starting STEM programs at a really young age for girls to get them involved. Absolutely. And the younger, the better. Science early and often. Science in some places is, is not being taught as much as math and English. They're kind of um, teaching to test in many school systems across the country. Um, but it is very important for the girls to know that they can do anything that they want to do. Have those STEM elements in the classroom starting very early, preschool and kindergarten. Um, the place that is the most important that we see um, the slip 
and the slide of girls going away from it is between the fourth and seventh grade. So if you can get them in those middle school years, then their trajectory is going to continue right on through high school and then take those college courses and into a STEM career. So it's really important to have those skills and that hands-on learning and those activities really early. Um, so these girls and these boys who are here now between the ages of 16 and 18, I've been talking to them the last few days, and so many of them are already excited about being, having a career in STEM. And yesterday, after the girls heard from Hoot Gibson, who actually flew three space missions, a lot of them were telling me at dinner last night how excited they are that they want to maybe go into aerospace engineering as well, kind of changing their plans. And so I think if you hear from people who are STEM professionals, if you see them for young girls, if you see somebody that looks like you, you know you can do it and you hear those stories, that's really an added benefit. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, we forget, um, you know, exposure to people in different jobs, right? It, it makes it more obvious to kids that they can then be that job. You know, they have all those studies. I'm like, if you have a doctor in your family, right, you're more willing, you then consider medicine as a career and things like that. Um, it is very hard to meet an astronaut <laughs> you know, in any kid's <laughs> life, like in a day-to-day -day life. Um, but it's even hard, I think, for um, women and, you know, when you're going to a doctor when you're young, like a lot of pediatricians are women. But for instance, like when my daughter needed knee surgery, most of the surgeons were men, the orthopedic surgeons. You know, it's interesting where you're lacking role models, even as you see, you know, women and minorities making strides. It's still there's a very narrow pathway a lot of times um, within those fields. So it's amazing to me that they can go somewhere like space camp and see a diversity of um, adults who are involved in a space program, because I think traditionally people picture that John Glenn, you know, astronaut. Yeah, that's why it's wonderful to have Christina Cook, who was just recently up there yeah. um, as well, that the girls have actually been talking about her. And um, they see on the walls here the females that have gone up into space that are a part of the space program. And even if you're not the astronaut that is going to the moon or Mars, um, in fact, Honeywell is going to be a big part of the Orion that's that's going back up to the moon. We've been on every space mission. Our parts have been since the very beginning. And so it's really big for our company. But there are all those STEM careers behind that astronaut, getting that person up into space from the fuel systems to the building of the rocket um, to the following it while it's in space. So there's a lot of different careers that they're learning about while they're here. Um, I want to give you an example. So they're staying in a habitat that looks exactly like staying in the space shuttle, which is absolutely amazing. Um, when they get here, they get their spacesuits. And so they're in the blue spacesuits with their patches on them. Um, they are in classes all day. They're doing robotics. They're doing engineering. They will be actually um, launching rockets here. They're doing missions. And so they're going to be doing going into a centrifuge um, and just doing everything, every part of the training that an astronaut will do. Um, so I think from the day one when they get here till the day that they graduate and leave, we are going to be inspiring the next generation of scientists and engineers right here this week and next. That sounds so awesome. And it's funny, I actually know grownups, like grown yeah. men who just <laughs> did space camp, like as a, as a birthday gift from their spouse. Because Wait, you can do that? You can do that. Yes. Yes. Um, a friend of mine just did it. And it's, it's a week of that. And it's such a geeky thing, right? Because some people just 
you know, have this love of space. And so to foster it at such a young environment, just, it just seems incredible that this opportunity is available to kids. And I wonder, you know, you've been doing this for 10 years. Have you been able to see, has it had any impact on the paths that some of these young kids have taken in their studies? Absolutely. It's had a huge impact. And they say that being here for this week has changed their thinking. It's changed what they want to do in life. And I think it all ties back to that hands-on activities, being there, being present, and not just reading about it or seeing it on a video on TV, but actually doing it. And so I think that that's really important when we're looking at kids as a whole to have those exciting experiments and hands-on activities. So while they're doing it here, we know that some of the kids have changed their path. Um, I talked to a father last week, he's a Honeywell employee, and he said his daughter went a couple years ago, and now she's studying bioengineering um, at Maryland. The son is here this week, so it's all in the family. Pretty interesting. We have three sets of twins um, this year that are going through, and we have one family who now this is um, the fourth student out of the family, and all three of the others have all gone into either engineering or some other type of um, science or technology. So it is going to change these kids and they're going to know what they can do and how to do it. Well, that sounds really awesome. And I think you need an adult version (laughs) um, or a non-Honeywell employee version. Um, You know, it's, it's so interesting, these opportunities that are out there and, you know, you just, you just want them for every kid, I think. Um, And, you, you know, hopefully parents can find ways to kind of incorporate more STEM enrichment activities or really push their schools to um, include more STEM activities that aren't just like what you said, sort of the teaching to the test science, which is really a turnoff for so many kids. Well, I'm going to go watch the movie Space Camp again, because that was my favorite movie (laughs) when I was a kid. And it made me want to be an astronaut. And then I researched it and found out it was a lot of work. But it's still a great old movie with Leah Thompson and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and <laughs> I totally wanted to go to space because of that movie. Well, see, now you can go to space camp for a week and just have fun and enjoy it. Oh, right, so awesome. My daughter really wanted to be an astronaut until she found out about the diapers. <laughs> she came <laughs> home one day, they did a whole thing in space. She was like, "Nope, <laughs> that was it. That was it for her." Uh, well, Marty, thank you so much. This has been um, really interesting conversation, and good luck for the rest of space camp. Oh, thank you all. This was a wonderful conversation. We're hoping this week and next week we're going to launch some careers. It's going to be out of this world. (laughs) Oh, sounds like it. We're all jealous, by the way. So (laughs) it's wonderful. It's absolutely amazing. Inspiring these young minds. Great. Thank you so much again. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We will be right back with our Bites of the Week. This week we're brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. STEAM is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. It's designed by expert and tested by kids. And this week, my seven-year-old niece tried her first KiwiCrate kit. It was robots and coding, and she built a little cardboard robot buddy. And then she was able to use all this gameplay to do coding and experiment with it and really learn the STEM part with the art part and didn't even notice that the two were any different. It was really, really, really fun. So check it out for yourself. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. 
For our listeners, go to KiwiCo.com slash parenting, and you'll get your first month free on select crates. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash parenting. Again, go to KiwiCo.com slash parenting and get your first month free. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what do you have? I have a really fun Instagram account and website. And I found this after the Oscars. Um, I forget what show I was watching, but the woman who runs both of these was on TV and it was fantastic. Her name is Trisha Mesero and she's a New York City photographer. And she has a site called Toddlewood, you know, like toddler in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and an Instagram account of the same name. And after things like the Oscars, the Grammys, big events, she dresses kids up like the celebrities and, you know, like same clothes, same hairstyle, same jewelry or as close as she can get. But and I, I have like a deep skeeziness for like Jean Benet Ramsey type looks. Right. It's not that like the kids don't look like it's it's not you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yes. it's not like that. It it's is not creepy pageant. It's Steve. not creepy pageant. <laughs> it's classy. It's really cool. Like if a dress is inappropriate for a girl, like if there's too low of a plunge, they don't do the plunge on the girl. Um, the makeup looks fantastic. The hair looks fantastic. And I don't know. I just found it really fun and sweet. And um, so check it out. We'll we'll put a web uh, a link to the website. It's toddlewood.com, T-O-D-D-L-E-W-O-O-D.com, and uh, Instagram of the same name. Cool. That's cool. All right. Yeah, Andrea. Okay, <laughs> this is so funny because we last week was it we uh, we talked about TikTok, right? Yeah. Amy and I had a conversation. We were clueless about TikTok and. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's and, funny. And now I'm, a, I'm addicted. Are you? Yep. Well, you're addicted. And my um, son's girlfriend has all of a sudden been sending me TikTok videos like, hey, look at this video. It's so funny. It's all about a purple house. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So someone on Facebook, Becky Worley, actually, a wonderful technology uh, reporter, shared something that I literally like spit out my coffee laughing um, and it's a TikTok video, which is so funny. It's called Grandma Tries the Pepsi and Mentos Experiment. But wait I for it. I saw this. It is not just Grandma doing this. It is like the voice of God, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> narrating her doing this. And it is just about the funniest thing I have seen. And it is going to make me want to go join TikTok. <laughs> start wasting my time looking at these videos because it was so funny i was crying watching this thing (laughs) that is so funny it's like the video is funny enough but then you have but what she didn't realize (laughs) (laughs) it it is just it, it is and then he does like stop you know and stops on the video and and has his commentary you have got to watch this oh that is so funny Okay. <laughs> might It might bring me there. We'll see. Um, okay. So my bite this week is actually from one of my daughters. So one of my daughters has been taking Spanish for the last four years of high school and is in AP Spanish. Um, and, you know, constantly trying to find new ways to make learning the language 
a little more enjoyable and a little less high school foreign language. Um, and one of the things she started watching this week, which then we all had to start watching because it was totally addictive, is this Netflix Spanish soap opera called Elite. Have you guys heard of this? No. I bet Fiona has, Amy. It is like the gossip girl of this generation, but in Spanish. Wow. Um, and way soapier and way more over the top because it's European. <laughs> so like, you know, there's nudity, like there's things that wouldn't be in a teen soap opera in the United States. Um, but it is, I mean, it's a phenomenon and it's like crazy soapy and crazy fun. So it's almost like a teen telenovela, but at like a much higher production level. And there's a ton of seasons. Um, but if you have a kid who is learning a foreign language because they have to and really they don't love it and they don't enjoy it and they're getting through it. This is like a really fun way. I mean, you know, TV in general is a really fun way, but like when it's this, when it's a teen soap <laughs> that's highly addictive, I cannot recommend it enough. Like oh, my daughter. So are you so watching, cool. like, are you watching with subtitles and she yes. can understand it? Yeah. I mean, she's watching with subtitles too, but she's, just you know mostly trying to listen but it kind of helps mm -hmm. and you can you know both ways sure um, it in, it enforces it reinforces it yeah she actually said since finishing it um because she of course binge watched it while we were in costa rica like on the plane right down and the whole time we were there and then on the plane right home um she said it actually was so concentrated and so much listening to it that it made her more comfortable speaking in class um, cause she was just hearing so much conversational Spanish. I said, maybe also being in Costa Rica, <laughs> like, maybe that helped you. Um, but it's interesting, you know, when you really do listen to language and watch at the same time, as opposed to just like language tapes and language, you know, it's like when you're right. doing a Rosetta Stone, when it's you see so... like real life language. Yeah. And your age, right? Like really fun, soapy, because also they're speaking like there's some slang, there's some, you know, it's just much different. Um, they're obviously speaking in such a familiar way with each other. Um, she's like, it totally has helped her language skills so much. And it was just like five days of binge watching. This. <laughs> so it's just so funny. Um, oh, what a great so, way to learn. Yeah, so much more fun. So I mean, her teacher has them like listen to podcasts. But again, it's almost it's more helpful, I think, when you see mm -hmm. people speaking to each other rather than just this constant um, one way talking, you know, like, right. it's it's just a repeat or repeat or whatever. Um, but anyway, that is elite. It is if you Google it before you start to watch it on Netflix, you'll see it's like a it's a crazy phenomenon. Like people are obsessed all over the world and there's like crazy discussion forums there's a rumor there's gonna be a crossover episode with Riverdale like <laughs> it's like a huge thing well my daughter is taking Spanish so if she hasn't heard of this I'm gonna tell her oh definitely she'll love it like it's it doesn't get so beer <laughs> like it's so good so those are our bites for the week Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to Parenting Bites. You can find us at facebook.com slash parentingbites and on parentingbites.com where you can find notes about the show and links to everything we talked about today. And please, as usual, leave us comments, suggestions, anything you'd like at our Facebook page or DM us privately. It doesn't have to be, your name doesn't have to be shared. And until next week, happy parenting. Happy Bye. parenting.
Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.